Hello, my friends. Here we are with another episode of Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. As your host, it is my honor to introduce you to Dr. Haley Winchell, today's guest who is a QU alumni. Now, you know that my, my real day job is that I work at Quinnipiac University, and I really love having the opportunity to bring in some students that have made an impact in my life and also that I've stayed connected with. And, and I apologize, I know there's so many of you out there, um, the, the fun fact to this podcast is that Haley had reached out to me, just sent me a random email saying, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. I just want to say that I enjoy listening to them and thank you. And I literally answered her back with, okay, you're next. So, so that's where we are. So I'm really looking forward to sharing the conversation with Dr. Haley Winchell and introducing you to her. She's a really special woman and she's out there, you know, sharing her passion and her philosophy with all of the patients that she comes in contact with. So my friends, please sit back, grab a cuppa and have a listen to Living Life to the Fullest with Dr. Haley Winchell. Hello everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. And this week, we are having conversation with Dr. Haley Winchell, and Haley is a doctor of chiropractic medicine. She was a former student of mine. She taught fitness classes uh, in our program that I'm so proud of at Quinnipiac University, and then she went on to uh, become an incredible healthcare professional. Uh, we'll see if she's still weaving in fitness out there in the teaching world, but I know she's an avid enthusiast. So Haley, thank you so much for your willingness to have this conversation with us. Oh yeah, Tammy, I've been listening to the podcast for, I guess, months now, and I'm honored to be on the other end, you know, with podcast. So I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to meet with me. Yes, of course. And it's funny because I'm sure when you were going through and listening, you came across Dr. Max and um, Dr. Max was someone that I had connected you to because uh, he was one of my former students and so were you and then you were working for them and somehow you like his his name and Candace kept coming up and and you were connected so I love that that piece that uh, you were both on there oh it's fantastic yeah I mean you know the QU community is really tight-knit and you know thank you for hooking me up with Max and Candace because I worked with them in their office and they were great and really inspired me to continue the same type of path and you know, get a chiropractic uh, degree as well. And I still talk to them and it was nice to hear Max on the podcast too. It was awesome. I know he's such a lovely human, isn't he? He's the best, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you don't mind, we'll start with just, you can, in your own words, give a little bio of yourself, like where, how you got to where you are today in your life and where you are right now, because you are not in Connecticut with me. Um, so just give us a little intro to Haley. Sure. So I guess throughout my life, health and fitness has always been at the forefront. I've kind of weaved it into everything I do. So, you know, even before coming to Quinnipiac, I was always playing sports, like a three-season athlete in high school. And then coming to QU, um, you know, I loved working out. I said, all right, let me pursue doing the group fitness classes, which I loved doing and was a great way to connect with people. And even while I was there too, ended up becoming president of the nutrition club on campus. Mm. So that was fun. We did like chopped events and did some <laughs> community outreach, which I loved. Um, 
you know, and fast forward to senior year, gets to the point where you're like, okay, I need to start thinking about what are my next steps? What's my profession going to be? And, you know, it's kind of daunting to think, all right, in a world of total endless possibilities, what are, what are you going to become? And I said to myself, you know what? I love health and fitness. I'm a big science nerd. Um, you know, how can I kind of combine all of those things together? Um, so really, it was a no brainer for me to decide on pursuing a degree in chiropractic medicine. Um, so I pursued that. That's a four year program. So now I've been in practice for a little over a year now, uh, yeah. New Jersey, uh, where I was raised, um, working now like about an hour away from where I grew up, but actually I'm working with one of my professors from uh, chiropractic school. So that's been really great and wonderful. And, um, you know, you can't take me away from school, uh, even when I graduate. So now I'm on the teaching end, uh, teaching anatomy and physiology to undergrad students in New Jersey. Wow, that's so awesome. I love that you're doing that. Yeah, so now it's it's much more relaxed to be on the other end of the tests. Now I'm giving them rather than taking them, so that's been nice. Um, but, you know, I really, you know, I, I love all that stuff. I love talking about health. I love talking about fitness. So, you know, combining that with my profession has been great. It's been really fulfilling. So you, so having been practicing, you know, working as a professional for a year, that means you were finishing up school when the the world sort of shut down. So what happened with your school? Were you going in? Did it, did, did it shift to Zoom? Like how did that impact you finishing up this, this part of your career? Right. So a lot of what I do is hands-on, yeah. right? So if you can't be in person, that kind of really puts a limit on what we could do. And of course, you know, this is something that was unprecedented. So at first the school had shut down. I remember it was right after midterms and we were like, great, this is the longest spring break we've ever had, you know, <laughs> going and going. Um, until they figured out what to do. But we were virtual for quite some time. Um, I was in my last year of school, which was really the prime time for clinics and externships mm -hmm. when you should be treating patients. Um, so for quite a while, that was shut down. We ended up probably, instead of having a year of clinicals, we probably ended up having about nine months. Okay. So, you know, and people were still afraid to come in. So we definitely had limited um, you know, patient interactions, but we just did what we could and we used a lot of ourselves, you know, did worked on each other, the rest of my classmates and, you know, tried to make the best of it, but it was definitely, definitely challenging and, you know, made it obvious that, you know, everything is, uh, you can't depend on in-person things for everything. Yeah. Really yeah. And, you know, and just, I think in a lot of professions, when you have to go to, you know, these Zoom meetings, in some ways it makes you a better question asker or even a better listener because, you know, to your point where you can touch something and say, oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean because you're feeling it. If you can't do that and you're sort of on the other end with, you know, the screens and kind of telemed or telefitness or anything that we're doing tele, um, you have to ask really specific questions and and be a a really acute and and more intentional listener, I guess. So I don't know if if you noticed any of that, uh, which was probably a benefit to your skill set. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, 
one of the biggest things of healthcare and even fitness, right? Because working in the group fitness industry, you don't realize listening is such a large part of the impact that you can make on someone, Mm. right? So people want to be heard. People are experiencing maybe pain or they have a goal that they want to reach through fitness or through seeking out therapy. And really they're coming to you because they've come to the point where they need to do something about it and they need some type of support to make that happen or to progress to the next step. So whether or not you're in person or not, that whole shutdown really made me realize, all right, people need to be heard. They want someone to come to that they can, that's going to listen to them, hear what they are lacking and what they may need and try to work together to help them reach a goal or to feel better. And that's mm. really one of the biggest components that we even still do while we're in person, right? Mm. I'm sure you feel maybe you've noticed that too in teaching, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you're right. You know, that connection and having someone, if you if you tell a story that someone's just listening, right? Even if we can't fix it, which I know they come to you and they expect, you know, fix. And then, you know, I don't know what, what percentage of things get fixed because there's things sometimes we can only do so much about, right? You're not, you're not a magician or there's, you know, there's no magic. And sometimes there's a limited amount of healing period that can be done, but they still want to be valued and, and heard, you know, in, in anything that they do a hundred percent. I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, even just a lot of times, even just, you know, kind of validating all right, what you're feeling is normal or what you're feeling is okay. And, you know, that in itself, people walk out maybe saying, all right, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not alone in this, or I, I feel like I can get, I can get better from this. I think there's a big benefit in just reassuring people. And that's part of my job that I don't think you le- you don't learn that in school. And right. same thing in fitness, you don't learn that when you're taking your certification, you know, it, it's about, you learn that through dealing with people and being compassionate and wanting to help. So in, in, I'm just, you reminded me of something that I've been curious about, right? We know sometimes people, someone might say, we could, we'll use chiropractic, not that this is exclusive to that, just because that's what you are, but, oh, try it because they might be able to help you. But this person is really close-minded. So now a close-minded person is coming to you and, you know, maybe they feel heard. Um, maybe there's a little something, but if their mind isn't open to it versus someone who's coming to you from their own free will, whether again, it could be a fitness class, it could be an eye doctor, it could be a dentist, it doesn't matter what it is. But when someone has this mindset, like it's not going to help me or, um, you know, how, how does that work? Do you think now that you're on this end in the healing process, right? Your, your mind and the connection to healing. Absolutely. That's one of the biggest hurdles I think to overcome, right? Because mindset is really everything in in all aspects of life, right? I mean, if you're open to change mentally, you want to get better, you will get better. Mm. Maybe it's not in the way that you had originally planned, but maybe in other ways you're able to, maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're still in pain, but now you're able to manage that and go do something that you wouldn't have been able to do. Maybe you're able to walk that extra lap at the park. Maybe you're able to make it to that family event, you know? So mindset, I think, is the largest component that can either help someone or hold them back. Yeah. 
and that and that's been that's a big a big thing to overcome too and even yeah. you know a lot of time pain pain interacts with the mind right mm-hmm. because pain in itself is a neurological response right you're if you're getting all technical about it right we have sensory receptors that pick up pain and send it to the brain and tells the body okay we're in danger and then that sends information to the muscles to guard or you know for you to feel pain so even being able to kind of regulate that and say all right you know i'm in pain but it's just a sensation if i relax and think about it in that way i'm able to know okay I, it's safe for me to bend it's safe for me to walk i can do this that in itself is one of the most helpful things people can do just on a basic level. Right. So important, right? There's so many things that you glean from, you know, working with a, a professional, just putting putting that body at ease, or I'm going to say, you know, someone's mind at ease so that they're open to the healing process. Because even though we say we don't want to be in pain and we want to be healed, I think, right, as I'm thinking about how a lot of people are, we're, we're, we doubt, we're negative, right? I don't know why we, a lot of us tend to be that way. So when we're approaching something from that space, it's really hard to to let the magic happen. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always think, you know, attitude is everything, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want something, if you want to make something your reality, you know, if you put all your effort and your thoughts into that, I don't see why that, you know, what could ever stop you, you know, opportunities will come up for you to make that a reality, you know, whether you realize it or not, you know, just changing your mindset will open up those opportunities for you. Yeah. So powerful in what we do. And that's why I know for me, like in a lot of the, I'm going to say the fitness work, it's not just making someone sweat as you know, right? So that's great. And we love that physical sensation, but it's what else is someone getting from that? And, and really it's, you know, that, that those positive qualities and that mind body connection, right? Being in touch with who you are when you're moving, not just the fact that you're moving and sweating. And I would imagine in your line of work, getting people to move better, that that's really an important, that mind body connection is really an important piece. Right. Like I'm, I'm just like the starting point, like, okay, I want to get you out of pain. Sure. Right. But then I hope you leave feeling empowered, Mm. leave feeling inspired, I hope that I can help you realize your potential and that will, you know, once you walk out, say, all right, you know what, I can go try that class that I wanted to check out with Tammy, right? Mm -hmm. I want to go and and meet up with my friends and take that trip. You know, my goal always is to allow people to live their life to the fullest. And I feel blessed that I can possibly have the slightest, you know, hand in that. And that, that in itself, whether, you know, through fitness or medicine or through teaching, you know, giving people opportunities to find their own potential, I think is that that's my, that's the best part. Mm, I love that. That's so important. And then too, like to think about that when someone's in the hands of an individual with those goals in mind, you know, that's that's just so perfect, right? I feel like there will be steps forward when someone is really caring and has the best intentions in mind and it's not just a body in front of you. Okay. So now obviously we're talking about your work and what you've been doing with other people. I, we know you've already stated too, that you're a lifelong enthusiast of movement and even nutrition. So 
when we talk about, obviously, you know where we're going with this. When we talk about the word self-care, if you were to define it for you, like what are the pieces that are so important and vital to Dr. Haley Winchell in, in your life to really care for yourself? Yeah, I think that, you know, this being kind of like my first year out of school working, you know, I realize every day, all the time, I'm give, give, give. Mm. And at the end of the day, I can feel so, so depleted, right? Like I've given all my energy, I've given all my time, and I just feel like, all right, what's left for me? So being able to kind of, you know, reflect on the day at the end of the day, kind of look within at myself and say, all right, what did I accomplish? You know, what are my strengths? You know, why are people coming to me? You know, that kind of helps me say, all right, you know, I did this. I feel good about what I did. And I'm, you know, I'm thankful that I was able to have that opportunity to help people and, rather than feeling depleted, I feel more um, fulfilled. Mm. Being able to kind of look within and say, all right, you know, I was able to help this person. I was able to listen. I was able to provide, you know, that makes me feel good. And I feel, okay, I can do this again now for the next day. Um, And, you know, and regardless of that too, physically moving, my family will make fun of me and uh, my friends too, because I will walk in place. Like if it's it's bad weather out, if it's late at night, I will always go for a walk. So I'll be like walking in place around the apartment. I'll be walking around town, but I always love to like go for a walk and like clear my head and just kind of, just kind of zen out. Mm. I love that. That's so funny that you say that. Um, my daughter, I think when I had uh, interviewed her on the podcast, I think we talked about this, but she also needs to move and that outlet. And it was so cold and gross out. And she would literally walk laps around the dining room table. If my husband was home, it would drive him nuts because he, you know, you're going in one direction. He would say, will you stop walking? But like, you need to move. You need to just, that movement helps to clear your mind. I think that uh, that's important for a lot of us. And so being able to name something that helps us clear our minds is really important. Um, are there other things that that help you, especially as you're saying, you know, you're busy, it's real life, you're, you're adulting, you're caring for lots of bodies. Do you not have the same amount of time for yourself or is there good work-life balance? Like what else are you able to fit in these days? It's definitely been harder to fit in like structured workouts because I'm kind of running around town doing a million things, but I will say I always try now to, I got into hot yoga. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that, which has felt amazing. And I'll usually still be in the weight room, lifting weights again, just to kind of de-stress. But I'd say, you know, rather than doing it like I was at Quinnipiac for competitions, now I'm just doing it more for like just general fitness and um, for, for relaxation. Yeah. And then I know nutrition and and that piece has always been a big part of your life too. So you're living on your own, you have your own apartment, you know, but you are working. So how, like, do you cook for yourself? Are you good about nourishment? Like how is that working out these days? Yeah. I, I personally will make sure it's a priority. I have all my snacks and all my meals prepped because I know if I get hangry, it's game over for me and everybody around me. <laughs> so I always try to stay healthy. You know, I've, that's always been something that, 
you know, I preach to my patients and I try to lead by example. So, you know, that's always been very important to me. So, you know, kind of staying consistent with that. And, you know, Trader Joe's has been my best friend. (laughs) So easy. So everything I throw, it's either a salad or everything is in one pan. And I'm like, you know, well, if it's 10 minutes or less, I'm in. (laughs) I love it. Right. And they do, they give you some great healthy options. And, um, I know it's hard for me, and this is one of the things I'm, I didn't even ask you, but I'm assuming you're you're in an apartment. Do you live by yourself these days? I live with my boyfriend. So oh, okay. I'm splitting the time cook, cooking and all that. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. It's different too, like when you're cooking by yourself. So now that I'm, you know, an empty nester and my husband's out, and it's just me, I cook so differently when it's just me than when I'm cooking with another person. And I was going to ask you uh, if that was similar for you, but I, I don't know how how you feel about that. So he, um, we usually, when we had first met, he would not eat a vegetable. So <laughs> kind of given him some, you know, he's, he's been eating vegetables now. So I kind of rubbed off on him in a sense. Excellent. Um, we'll try to tag team and make sure that we're both, you know, in line. Cause we're, he's also a chiropractor. Oh, so we're kind of on that same health and wellness, uh, spectrum. So we, we try to keep it nice and, and healthy in the house, which has been easy, easy for us to do, which is good. Oh my God. I love that. And I love that you have another chiropractor, uh, in your house. That's so awesome that you share that passion. Does he teach as well or no, he's not teaching. He doesn't teach now. So just me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got a little extra going on. That's so cool. So happy for you. I love that. Um, so during right this, um, shift and everything's online. And obviously we've been talking about self-care. Were there things that changed for you during that time that, you know, I don't know, maybe the habits or routines or rituals, right? If you couldn't get out and we're walking circles, but things that changed that maybe were good changes that you now keep in um, your life or, or in practice now? Yeah, I think that there were some good changes in the sense that, you know, I think the kind of shutdown put things into perspective and put life into perspective. You know, what is important, you know, if the world is coming to an end, are you with mm-hmm. people you love? Are you doing something that makes you happy? Are you safe? Are you feeling like you're able, you've done things that, you know, make you feel like you've lived a great life? You know, so I think that gave us time to reflect on all those things and kind of get our houses in order, so to speak. Mm. Um, So, you know, I think that time, you know, being shut down, I thought to myself, all right, well, you know, I'm thankful. I'm, you know, I'm pursuing something I'm really passionate about. I get to do something I love every day. Um, You know, am I surrounded by people I love? Am I, you know, fostering good relationships with myself, with my friends, my family, um, and what can I do to to better those things or to or to make things better that maybe aren't that great? Mm. So I think that was that was a pro, right? But I think also on the flip side, kind of what we had spoken about earlier was, you know, once everything goes online, you see what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And then you start the whole comparison game. <laughs> yes. I think that kind of creeps in some you know, some worry, some doubt, oh, well, they're doing this and should I be doing that? Or, you know, if they're doing that, why why aren't I doing it? Um, You know, and I think that in itself, you know, that could be toxic in a way for a lot of us uh, still kind of 
with an emphasis online. And I just say, you know, to combat that, I just say, again, kind of looking within and recognizing your own strengths and leaning into your authentic self and not spending time comparing is really, yeah. I think, the key to being happy for the long term. I, I love that you brought that in because, you know, I, as we were talking, I, I had that same thing, right? So I think that comparison was something that was happening for every age, right? Clearly I am an older woman than you. We, we all had that though, right? As you're, as you're looking, so everything was screen and we were all comparing things. And I told you my story, should I be doing this? Oh my God, I have to do this. And the next day, like, oh my God, there's no way I can do that. Right. So it puts you on that crazy roller coaster. And the thing that's so interesting is I can just think you graduated school, let's see, about five years ago, right? You were in, in, undergraduate, right? So if you started undergrad 10 years ago, when you started undergrad, social media was not where it is now. Oh, no way. Yeah. Right. So think about, you know, how you didn't even have that then. So I can't imagine what it was like for, for these kids that don't even know any other thing, but to look at social media and compare their whole life. Right. Yeah. And I think that you have to have a much stronger skin nowadays, right? To, to deal with that. Cause in undergrad, you're, you're still finding yourself, you know, you're, of course you're trying, you're probably comparing to others because, you know, you're trying to fit in, you're trying to find, all right, what career path am I going to take? And I think, yeah, it's really, you got to be strong and focus on yourself and what you bring to the table and yeah. you feel confident in that, then you don't care what everybody else is doing. There's no need to compare. You know, I think then social media takes on a role of entertainment or mm. oh, you, you, find, you find a cute top and you say, all right, I'll, I'll buy that next week I'm in the store, <laughs> you know, instead of, you know, instead of letting it creep in doubt. If you feel strong and confident by looking at yourself, then I think you're in, you're in a good place. And that, that's, that's probably always going to be a, a work in progress, right? Definitely. Yeah, it is. It's so interesting. And I think like you were saying, anyone in college is sizing themselves up among their friends and the kids in their class and am I as good or can I or should I or this student is doing this or this friend is doing this. But that social media piece, right, it takes us out of our bubble of our immediate. So we all are always like, oh, my sister can do this or my brother can do this. But now it's like the world, you're competing with the world. Like how you can't, you just can't even go there. Right, right. It's 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 definitely daunting and it's overwhelming amidst all the other life things that we have going on. And I think, right, you're uniquely you. And, you know, that in itself is special and opportunities come to you because of who you are. And nobody should ever forget that or feel insignificant or not enough because, you know, being yourself is just enough. And if you can hone in on who you are, then the sky's the limit. And so as I hear you say that, and I think back to what I know of you when you were an undergraduate, that you were, you always had that philosophy, that you were always authentic and true to yourself, right? That you always, I'm going to say it seemed as if you lived that way by example of doing that. Is that my perception, maybe what I saw, or do you think that you've always been able to live by that ideal of being you as just enough and being authentic? It's definitely something that like for me is always a work in progress. That's I always try to have that philosophy and that's how I try to live my life. I'm definitely not perfect. Right. So every now and again, I, you know, I, I get that, that 
sense of, all right, well, they're doing that. So I should do that. But, you know, I think it's tiring. It's too much, it's too much effort to try to be somebody you're not. And, you know, I think if I can just say to myself, all right, look what I've done just being me, that that's enough, you know, and, and that's good and it will continue to get better. I think that in itself, that has been a comfort. It's been a strength. Um, and it's been something that's pushed me to pursue things, you know, that are fulfilling and also, you know, ex- expand my, my life. Mm. I hope, I hope that other people, you know, do that as well, or at least think about it and say, all right, I want to try that because I, I deserve the best and I deserve the most out of life. Yeah. I think that's so, I mean, obviously we know it's true and, and, we can say that, but I think a lot of us have a hard time convincing ourselves of that, right? And I think sometimes it is, you know, it goes back to that mindset that we were talking about with our patient. Like you have to be, you have to believe it, right? You have to be open-minded enough to think that you do deserve enough. It's not just, it's not just saying it. It's, it's really believing what you're saying. And I, I, I love that we're having this, this piece of the conversation because it is so important and so few people like, right, we know, right? We know, okay, I've got to brush my teeth every day and I've got to, we know the checklist of things to keep ourselves healthy. Even when we look at heart health, things that we shouldn't eat or we should eat or we should do and, and yet we still don't do it, right? So again, in this idea of being true to yourself and honoring that you are deserving, we, we can't say it enough and we can't, you know, it's, it's something that we really have to believe though, right? It's got to be that mindset with it, which is so hard. Right. So that kind of like circles all back to like kind of the whole, you know, the importance of mindset Mm. in reality, you know, working in fitness or working in health, you know, you're constantly trying to help people's mindsets or get them in a place where they can start to believe that for themselves. But I think also, you know, working in healthcare or fitness, we have to take some time to do that as well for our own, well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. And so with that, you know, you go to school and then you decide you're going to be a chiropractor and you go to more school and then one day they hand you a piece of paper and you're a doctor. So, <laughs> right? So here you are, like you're a doctor. Yeah. She shake, she made a, a funny face, which, you know, people can't, can't see the faces. She made like a funny face. It, it is like in my mind, even when you do a fitness certification and you had mentioned this and someone hands you the paper, that still doesn't mean that you know, obviously there's a lot to learn from experience. So, but a doctor is serious. So you have this piece of paper and when you stepped into those shoes though, I I'm just curious, like, were you confident? Were you able to have this belief? Like I am the doctor and I'm here. Do you have days where you sort of think, Oh my gosh, wait, I'm a doctor. (laughs) Because it's new because it's new. Right. Where I'm like having that imposter syndrome where is this real? But, um, you know, it definitely, the confidence comes you know, as time has gone on, it's gotten better. But of course, you know, like we had a bad clinical, you know, year during mm-hmm. the pandemic, yeah. right? So it's kind of, you know, you kind of have to suck it up in a sense and show up for people, you know, regardless of if I felt confident or not, which at first I, I wasn't, I was like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta fake it till I make it. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta feel confident. I gotta exude confidence because, you know, people are depending on me. Um, and then eventually that turned into, all right, I don't have to believe it. I, I, I just am. Yeah. But that, that's still always, you know, that's still building. It's still, uh, it's always, it's always going to continue. Right. 
Yeah. It's so interesting, right? I just think that's any, with any new profession, you know, you study, but then like the next day you're supposed to be the professional and it's, you know, it's hard for us to transition oftentimes from, from that student and the learner into the professional, always a learner. Right. And I think that's, that's the other piece, you know, that's so important um, is that we're always a learner. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, you sure there's not one more class I can take? (laughs) Sure. I'm like, there's not one more summer session. There's nothing else I have left to do. I was like, what do you mean? That's it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely different. Um, but it's fun too. You know, it's nice. You don't have to study. You could kick up uh, your feet at the end of the day, you get a couple (laughs) minutes to yourself. Um, but you know, right. It's still learning and, you know, we still have to take classes to keep our license. Um, and of course try to keep up on the scientific evidence. So I'm always reading, you know, um, you know, research journals and, you know, publications. So, uh, always still learning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I think, you know, it's, it is a little bit overwhelming sometimes in the health professions in any of them, right? And anything in the medical field, but also when we look at taking a step into the gym or being a nutritionist, right? Anything that having to do with that field, we are learning so much every day. There is so much research. There is so much that we're still trying to understand. So it can be a lot to try to keep up with that in, in any of these. You know, I look as just a fitness professional, right? Not like saving lives like a doctor. And I, you know, there's a lot of research and journal articles and things that are constantly coming out that you have to be on the forefront of. It's, it, there's, it's just so much out there. Yeah, it just definitely, it just makes us that much better as, you know, providers and as fitness professionals, being able to continue to evolve with, you know, what things that we're all learning about the body. Mm. So it tells me, all right, we could have a little fun with this too. If we're still, if we're still learning, you know, we could, we could throw some fun into here too. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is, um, you know, written in stone. So, you know, I could have some, have some wiggle room in it too. <laughs> Which is kind that is kind of nice, right? A little refreshing that you can, I'm going to say, make things up as you go along, not in a, not in a bad way, but in like, you know, you're a part of that innovative um, piece where, you know, maybe you are finding a new way to help somebody, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, it definitely is good. And, you know, there's always, you know, everybody's unique. So what works for one person may not work for another, but that's kind of the beauty of it. We're able to adapt. And I think that's, that's really the key, you know, as we're learning, we're adapting and, you know, that that's, that's what keeps it fun and fresh and exciting. Yeah. I mean, we forget that that's, one of our greatest assets as humans, right? We are here today because as a species, we've been able to adapt to whatever has been thrown our way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with that adaptation, right, we know in the fitness world, then we plateau, right, unless we overload again. So the studying, the constant, you know, being on top of things, it it is a way for us to continue to adapt because there's so much to learn and grow from all the time. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, if you look back, I guess, what, 10 or 20 years, it's a totally different landscape um, you know, and I know also, I think there's the idea expo and all that stuff when they come out with the new fitness gear and it's always exciting. It's like, all right, what's coming out next? <laughs> and, uh, you know, same thing within the, our, my profession too. They're always coming out with new gizmos and gadgets to, you know, help us out as providers. So it's always fun to see what's, what's rolling out each year. 
Okay. So I want to ask you, this just reminds me with, with a lot more bodies, right? So you had people that worked in an office already that were on a computer 24 seven or that were more sedentary, but now you have an on, an onslaught, if that's the right way to say it, of bodies that were doing this, that maybe it wasn't in their norm. Now they're sitting. So have, has the chiropractic industry seen a shift in what you're treating? Is it a lot more of the same stuff I'm guessing from, you know, how we're holding our hands on a keyboard to our neck, to our posture, to, you know, over flexion, you know, tell me like, is that, are you all seeing the ramifications of that right now? Definitely. I mean, really when I started practice, um, you know, I was kind of at the forefront of all of these, all the pandemic repercussions. Um, so I can't speak to, you know, the trends prior to that, but I have a, significant amount of patients that come in saying, now I work from home, I'm sitting for about eight hours a day, I'm in a lot of pain, and it's getting to the point now where I can't turn my head. Or, you know, when I get up, I feel like I'm 50 years older than I really am. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of one of the downsides of this work from home lifestyle. Right. It's great. But then the reality of it is, right? Are are you ergonomically set up for that? Right. Or, you know, is your office making sure that you're able to give you breaks? Right. Cause I know a lot of people, you know, um, since you work at home, maybe the boundaries are a little different. Maybe, maybe you're stuck at the computer more than you were before. Maybe you're not walking to your office like you were before. Uh, So, you know, we're doing a lot of, you know, work on, the upper back, right? Your neck, making sure you got good posture, working on like an ergonomic setup, maybe get a standing desk, you know, little tips and tricks like that to really combat the, you know, the lack of movement that's come from working from home. Yeah. Yeah. And that overuse, right? Any one position for too long, we know whether we're an athlete and we're doing it for our athletic profession, repetition, or the sedentary piece, any, any of that can, um, definitely throw the body off. It's so interesting that the slightest thing, right, makes everything out of whack. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, even just like a little thing like walking from the train to get to your office, maybe that added like a mile to your day, right? But now you go from like, maybe you roll out of bed, your your desk is right next to your bed, or maybe your bed is your desk. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, and that's it. So it's definitely, you know, I'm happy that I can help people. And it's small changes, but they notice big improvements, which I think is great. You know, it's not a, um, it doesn't have to be forever, the, you know, the pain that they're experiencing, but at least, you know, give them some small changes that they can make to make some pretty impactful uh, changes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so important, right? Because no one wants to be in pain at work. It's, that's super uncomfortable. It just infiltrates. The pain, you don't need any more, (laughs) you don't need any more, uh, you know, any more added to your day. That's for sure. I know it's so true. Um, So again, when we're talking about all of this, do you have things that you do to really make sure that you're showing up for you to be the best doctor you can, to be the best teacher? Like you're wearing a lot of hats all of a sudden, right? From student to now doing all these things. So what do you do to show up for you so that you're on the path? Yeah, I think that, you know, coming back to, you know, working out, going for walks, doing the yoga, um, again, just kind of trying to not compare myself to 
anything that's online or, you know, people around me, I think is important. You know, just kind of being present and kind of grateful mm. for the things that I've done and the things that I have the ability to do. That kind of keeps me, you know, keeps me zen, keeps me happy and content and, you know, kind of refills my refills my cup to want to then give my energy to other people. And, uh, and that's, that's, what's been keeping me, keeping me going. Yeah. Yeah. Because of course you're, you're in two industries, right? Teaching and, and serving in medicine where you're giving, you are just giving a lot of yourself. So having those ways to refill, um, are, are so important in our lifestyle for sure. Um, and who, who is like your biggest support system? Like if you're having that really hard day, do you have a go-to, I mean, I know you live with your boyfriend. That doesn't mean he's the person you drop it all on. Do you have um, someone in particular, maybe a, another chiropractor or a friend or a relative or who's that go-to in that moment? Definitely. It's always been my family. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I can reach out to them, text or call and just say, oh, I had a crazy day or how's everybody doing? What are you guys been up to? Um, my boyfriend too has been great and, you know, and my grandma too, her and I, uh, you know, do weekly chats and, um, you know, it's just nice to, nice to get a conversation in with her. She always makes me feel kind of even keeled and, you know, reminds me some good life lessons. Like it's, it's all good. You know, she, she's lived through it. She knows she's like, all right, you know, chill out. You're fine. You're good. So, and I appreciate that. I love that. Yeah. So family's obviously very important in your life. Um, so has it been hard now living an hour away? It is really, it is hard. It's weird. You know, I got used to seeing everybody when I wake up at, at home. So, you know, it's definitely now, okay, we have to make a conscious effort to get together, to see each other, to connect. Um, you definitely take for granted all of that when you live together. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, now being apart, we have to really, be adamant at making sure that we can maintain that and continue to grow it. Yeah. 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 It's so crazy. Right. So, and again, that was that thing, as I've said, you know, my daughter moved home during the pandemic and it was so amazing to have her here. And then when she announced she was going back to her life in Boston and it was like, wait, what, what you're leaving me, but you know, you, you have like, you know, that's the way life is. Not everybody could always be under the same roof or in the same town. And and I think we make it a point too to see each other more. And, and those moments are more intentional now because we don't take them for granted. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I try, I'm like, I got to call. I'm like, I want to call my mom. I got to talk to her. I'm used to like coming home and just saying, Hey, you know, this is my day. So it's definitely, you know, I really treasure that if I can make the time to give a phone call. And I'm sure you're the same with your daughter too. It's it's like, all right, you know, if we're able to do it in person, we really got to just make it happen on the phone or, you know, get that closeness back Yeah. when we're not together in person. Yeah. So important to me, obviously, and as well as you, where you thrive on that. So we have to make time. Um, And then when we're talking about all of that, you know, my last little bit that I always like to to chat with everybody about is what does it mean to you to be your own best friend and uh, how are you at doing that? It's definitely, I'm working on it, right? So, 
you know, I try to be my own best friend just by, you know, telling myself that, you know, you're doing good. You're doing, you know, you're doing what you want to do and just keep, keep being yourself and doing you. Um, you know, I think it's always a work in progress and, you know, I'm getting better at it as, as I continue adulting through, (laughs) through life, but it's definitely been, you know, coming back into myself and just saying, you got through the day, you did a good job. You can sleep easy. That's always a plus. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important, right? To be able to be able, not having to depend on a best friend to say that to you, that you could actually, um, be at a point in your life where you could say that for yourself. And I love that. And I know for some people, you know, I've had the conversation with, and they've always been there for themselves in that way. And I think that there's, at least I see, I'm in awe of that because I think I've worked really hard to get to the point, like you're talking about, where you can really just appreciate what you've done yourself and not have to hear it from somebody else. Um, that yeah. De- definitely need reminders every now and again, for sure. It's hard. It's easier said than done, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, if we can continue to work on it. I think that in itself is good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be interesting, right? Cause you're at the beginning of your career and all of this is happening and you're a young professional and, you know, 20 years from now, it will be interesting, right? To look back and ask yourself some of these same questions and see where the twists and turns were and, and where it all worked out. Right. Because I think we're so different at different stages of our lives, or at least I have seen that, right? I don't mean your true core, but I mean the things that you need or the things that you're really good at of just from the experiences you've had and, and gained. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say definitely, you know, my time working with you and even, you know, being able to listen to the podcast, you know, you've been a big inspiration for me too. Oh, geez. Right? Thank you. Know, you. you always show up as a positive, authentic self and, you know, and are working in something that you love doing. And I think that that is something that I said to myself, oh, you know, I want that as well. I think that's a great way to live. And, you know, I don't know if you knew that I um, thought of it that way, but I just wanted to let you know. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's, you know, working at a university and we work with so many students and I was fortunate that I did get to know you because you were, um, you know, obviously under our program and, and we had more interaction, but you don't really know impressions that you leave on people. I think that's in many things. I'm sure you'll find that out with a lot of patients who say the same to you and you you might not realize, but I really do appreciate you saying that. Thank you, Haley. Yeah, it's truth. So I'm happy that we get to reconnect and do this too, because, you know, it's, I think it's just reminds me again, what I felt when we had first met and worked together. It's still, still true. Yeah. And it's so nice for me to be able to see that you've taken all the things you're passionate about and woven them into your whole life, you know, not just your career, but everything that you're doing, that you too have stayed true to everything that you love. And especially with your, um, cause I think the nutrition club was newer. Were you one of the ones that helped found it? It was definitely newer. It was, I think I was like one of maybe like second or third generation. Yeah of the nutrition club. So it was definitely cool. Is it still on campus now or? It is. I don't know how active hundred percent because you know, it depends on student interest, but I bring it up because in our new facility and our new build, we're putting in an educational kitchen. It's uh-huh. one of the things that we're putting in. So yes. Can you imagine um, what that would have done if you all had that back then? So you definitely have to come for a visit. 
Oh, that sounds glorious. Oh, yeah, we were like uh, microwaving things in the student center, I think, uh, <laughs> running back and forth trying to make it happen. So that's definitely that things a lot easier. <laughs> yes, and being able to like bring in a professional to show you how to do things and being set up in the right way, uh, I think it just adds another element. So I'm excited for our students. And, uh, and I again, I just love seeing you know, everything you've been able to weave into your life. And um, yeah, it sounds like you're really doing well. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Yeah. Trying, doing my best. That's all we could do. Right. right. So I'm just living, trying to do everything and, you know, make sure that everything we do, we're mindful and feel good in doing it. Oh my gosh. Well, your community out there in Ramsey is very lucky to have you um, with your hands on them, literally um, helping to fix and solve all of their issues, whether they're physical, mental, or both. I, I am confident they're in good hands with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and so thank you for having this conversation with me today. And I really appreciate your time. Same, Tammy. It's been great. And uh, I loved it. It was fantastic. Big hugs and so much gratitude to Dr. Haley Winchell for being willing to have this conversation. I really enjoyed our opportunity to catch up and I'm hoping my friends that you are getting something out of each and every episode that you're able to tune into, whether it's an actual practice uh, that you'll give a try or just the knowledge and the acceptance that we are all in this struggle, right? It, it is not easy for any of us. So. That, that's really the bottom line of, of where we are. And please know that your strategies and things that keep you sane and moving forward are unique to you and, and should be, right? We're just offering another view of self-care. And so while we're giving thank yous, a big shout out to the, per, the executive producer, David DeRoche, and to the producer, Renette Chafu. And thank you also to Scott Holmes for our theme music. Next week, we are going to travel to the world of a CrossFit pro with my friend Anthony Musumichi. He'll be coming to us from Queens, New York. And yeah, it, it's, you know, same conversation, different story. Uh, we'll talk about not having to be so available. Mm, that's a big one. Uh, as well as the idea that we are all human and dropping the ball may be a part of what happens. Uh, and also having opportunities come our way, uh, especially when we had a little downtime with the pandemic and being able to tune into some things that maybe you had a passion for that you did not realize. So really looking forward to sharing next week's self-care conversation with all of you, my friends. Please, to listen to this podcast or more produced by Quinnipiac University, you could find us on the platform or app of your choice. You can feel free to drop us a line at qupodcasts at qu.edu and follow along on Instagram at qupodcasts. So until next week, my friends, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your own best friend. <laughs>